is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And a happy Monday to you after a, another victory over the Washington Redskins 31-21 on Sunday. It is a victory Monday here at the Star in Frisco, and the Cowboys are 2-0, and going on 3-0, and going on 4 not Stop it. Stop, Bill. We can't go there. Yep. It's got to stay with – we'll stay with today, okay? Stay with today. It's get better today. Day by day by day That's by right. Day. But there is a lot of news to get to, uh, not only with this football team, but around the league as we get started on this Monday morning. How was your weekends? Great. It's always good when the Cowboys come away with a victory on Sunday. And yeah. you get home by 9 o'clock. Get home yeah. early, get your work done. Yeah. Good stuff. Division game, 2-0. and That's right. You put the Redskins in a big hole now. All alone in first place in the NFC East right now. There you now. go. Just kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. Find a way. Keep winning. Yep. Things and take don't care of get ahead of yourself. That's right. Exactly you th- you right. You think people might be now? Oh, you think? <laughs> A little bit. I'm got, seeing it. If you got two Twitter followers, you'd figure that out by now. No right? doubt about it. Sixteen and zero. Here we come. Yeah. Well, for sure, three and zero. Here we come. <laughs> well, there's that floating around, and now you got Drew Brees mm-hmm. in two weeks, who's out for New Orleans, and yeah, people are starting to look way ahead. So yep. Jason Garrett's got a message he's got to give if if he thinks the players need it. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a uh, veteran enough team now, and they are. It's so recently in their past that they were sitting there at three and five last year. I agree. That um, I think that he doesn't have to give that message. And that's why, as he said this morning, you just worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. You that's don't all you can worry do. about anything else. Yep. You worry about yourself. Uh, but to bring you up to speed on what Rob uh, alluded to, uh, Drew Brees has the uh, ligament damage in his right thumb, and he's out at least the next six weeks, which obviously puts him out two weeks from last night when the Cowboys will head to uh, New Orleans, be in New Orleans to play the Saints. And uh, the other breaking news around the NFL right now is Ben Roethlisberger is out for the year. He needs elbow surgery. And got Tommy John type of a situation there. You there. Go. Yep. Yeah. So uh, be thankful that you uh, have come out of the Week Two game in relatively good health. But let's, I guess, start yeah, there sure. with uh, Antoine Woods. What do we? What do we uh, know on Antoine? Strained uh, medial collateral ligament, and they'll have an MRI today to see just how serious it is. But normally, when you hear that, it's two to four weeks, usually closer to four. So, uh, Christian Covington, here you go. Yeah, and they're also waiting to an MRI on Michael Gallup. Yeah, you know, so haven't heard anything about that this morning. When I I did, I was down in the breakfast area eating, and he walked in. He looked like he was walking fine. He was but, fine. He sat in front yeah, of me on yeah, the bus yeah. last night yeah, from yeah. going to the airport, and he hopped off the bus and walked to the airport. So, a lot of times, if you're long as you're going straight with yeah. an MCL, you're great. Yeah, it's when you got a cut. So we'll see where that one is. Christy. Uh, Scales from the sidelines. I guess maybe it was a helmet that bumped his knee. Oh, contusion. It, was, it was actually contusion. a contusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. contusion. And they were, you know, it, late in the game, they weren't 
the game was in hand for the most sure. part. Uh, you know, Tyrone Crawford's another guy too that played limited snaps in the second half. He's dealing with that hip still, and so they were. You know, Robert Quinn's coming back at a good time because you know we'll see how Tyrone goes through this week, and obviously Antoine's status. They were trying to shuffle things around in the defensive line with Kerry Hyder moving inside, Dorrance Armstrong playing some more in. So uh, it's nice to have a, a veteran rusher coming back off suspension this week. You know, it's funny. I talk about one of the great things about living living here like we do is that I got to see Robert Quinn walk in. He had his shoulder pads and helmet in his hand. He was like he was carrying them. I said, that's an unusual briefcase you have there. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah. He just. But to me, that's one of those things where you're thinking, well, Robert Quinn took his pads with him. You mm-hmm. know, in the time that he was off, that he was trying to get in some condition, much like we've talked about with Sean Lee in the in the past. You know, Sean Lee always goes out there and works out in full pads when you know he's uh, doing the cords or something like that. So, Robert Quinn said, "You know what? I'm going to probably take my pads home with me and and practice a little bit and and uh, you know try and get himself in condition with the heat and, and things like that around here. Because the nature maybe, of that suspension, he wasn't allowed to be around. Wasn't allowed to right, be around right. at all. And the yeah. coaches couldn't be in touch with him. The training staff could, or right. the, or the medical people." Could. Because of his hand. So maybe he also took him to Cabo with him. What do you think? Yeah. His pads? <laughs> well, he had him in hand. I said, that's an unusual uh, briefcase you travel with. He says, everywhere I go, I take these. So huh. yeah, that's kind of his thing. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, well, it's been plenty hot around here. He could he can get in great shape Absolutely. around here. I was, I was at least told that yeah. the hand sh- is, should be fine. That yeah. should not be a problem. And it's a matter of conditioning. And knowing him, they feel like he'll be ready to go. All right, well, we've got plenty of time this week to talk about these uh, 0-2 Dolphins who have been uh, outscored by, well, 102-10 to 10 their first uh, two games. That but would be 92 points. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, ties, I believe, an NFL record for, for two uh, games. For it? two games, does yeah. it really? Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, the first two games of a season or any two games back to back. I mean, it's just so unusual in the NFL to have that situation going on. So, plenty of time to talk about that. Let's talk about what happened on Sunday and go around the horn here. What, what were your big impressions from Sunday, Brian? Uh, I tell you what, I you know I, I thought the pass protection was outstanding in this game. Uh, you know, because I felt like that one of the chances that the Redskins had was, you know, we, we said, oh, they got to stop the Cowboys got to stop the run, but I, the the pass rush or the lack of it for the Redskins, I thought was a big part of this game, and I, and then really the Cowboys were the ones that did it to them. You know, Travis Frederick being back in the middle has really solidified things up front. Connor Williams wasn't as bad as everybody thought he might have been. He got beat on the sack, and it was bad. But, you know, it wasn't a terrible game for him overall. I mean, you grade with linemen, you have to grade all the plays. And he had a couple of them where he was really questionable. But other than that, I felt like he played okay. Tyron Smith was outstanding next to him. And then Lyle Collins having to deal with Ryan Kerrigan, I thought, did a really nice job. Uh, handling that situation as well. So, uh, you know, give give that group a lot of credit for the success they've had. You know, Dak Prescott, way he's getting the ball out of his hand, getting to these receivers. But that offensive line did a good job of playing against a front that has much better pass rushers than what they faced last week. Brian's right. It starts up front, you know. Uh, the one sack Dak got, he blamed himself for it. And so overall, pass protection really good. Um, for me, it's a mix of kind of new and old with this offense. You know, it, they have so much dangerous options at their receiving core and their tight ends as well. Guys that can really stretch the field. They're testing guys deep. 
but it's also a familiar sight when you see Ezekiel Elliott get back to what he's doing best. And I thought that 15-yard run he had in, in, I think it was the series where Dak got picked off, was like, okay, that's a that's a Zeke run. He's back, carrying two guys with him. And then that last touchdown drive they had where they chewed up six minutes. He's, he touches the ball five times in the fourth quarter. They go up 31-14, and they're just wearing teams down. That's, that's their identity in addition to all these uh, – Sky Wars, whatever you want to call it, Mick. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Sky Wars, because you got so many receivers that are capable of playing in this game. Um, you, you sit there and say, okay, I'm going to take away Amari Cooper. All right, what are you going to do with Gallup? Uh, and if you're going to try to double both of the outside guys, Randall Cobb will carve you up inside. And, oh, if somebody needs a break, uh, Devin Smith, here I am. Uh, after going through two and a half years of trying to recover from two torn ACLs on the same knee, uh, comes out and shows not only can he still run and get deep, Josh Norman, by the way, uh, you ought to worry about yourself more than the imposing quarterback maybe. Uh, He can also run slant passes, and he's a pretty darn good receiver. So uh, when you can bring in a guy like that as your fourth guy with Tavon Austin out, you've got so many ingredients on offense that you can hurt teams with, not to mention what Rob said about also being able to run the ball. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting because it seemed like uh, from the beginning the Redskins were like, no, Zeke, you're not going to beat us. And, and then they finally got it going after that interception, uh, throwing the football, then running the football. And as Brian said, the offensive line in, in two games now, Dak's only been sacked one time. After 56 snack, sacks last year. Yeah, well, you also got to give the defense a lot of credit, too, for getting off the field on third down, too. Yep. I went back and watched all the third down plays just back to back to back, and a lot of the key plays, the you know Woods and, and also uh, the plays that he made, Byron Jones, the tackle he made, uh, Van Der Esch on the third down play to on the outside when they threw it to Thompson and he's running in the flat. You know, those are big, huge plays. You know, to get off the field. You I mean you've got a, a lot of those were just one on one plays. I mean I, that Byron Jones play where they they throw the ball to Richardson and they're dragging. I mean he's picked. He's clearly picked and he fights through the pick and it's really not even his man. He goes all the way across the field and to make this tackle and really hold the tackle for no gain. When Richardson caught that ball, I thought, oh, this is gonna be a first down. And, but he was able to run over there and, uh, and make the tackle and, and, and actually hold it to no gain. So you know, give Byron Jones a lot of credit, but give the third down defense, whether they're playing nickel, whether they're playing dime, give them a lot of credit for the way that they've handled themselves, at least these uh, last two weeks. Four of 20 on third down. These first you two said opponents. that on the final, yeah, the final take, right? Yeah, What's two of nine. Take, yeah. yeah, two of nine. Washington was in this game, and every morning I get up and I peruse the mailbag and I send Brian a couple questions, and it's usually kind of you know what's what's wrong, what's wrong. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the fans are they want to see a little bit more from the defense, but the defense these guys want to see more from themselves as well. But if you really go back and look at it. They're not allowing much. You know, it was a late touchdown drive by Washington. Mick pointed out to me on the plane before that drive. I mean, they're under 200 total yards. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing a nice job, and they gave up some plays early, but I think they settled down and, and did a nice job defensively. I mean, I know what they're doing on those, those, those last touchdown drives and games at the end. You don't want anything going over the top, but you can't give up that much space. But right. as Rob said, I think I figured out up until that touchdown drive they had given up 185 yards 14 points 
Take, that, take that every yeah. day of yeah. every week, especially yeah. when your offense is putting especially. up thirty plus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's you know, and and you know, and yeah, they they went down and scored early, but they kind of settled down and they got stopped the run. Uh, you know, Peterson yeah. had one good series, that first one, and then after that, they basically shut I, him down. I felt like that the only chance that Washington really had winning this game was maybe to shorten it. You know, mm-hmm. and then try and. But I talked to somebody on Saturday around the league, and they said you know, Jay Gruden's not smart enough to shorten the game. You know, he blatantly said, "Well, this is my." Because what's your thought for this game? I said, "I think Jay Gruden shorts." He goes, "Gruden's not smart enough to shorten this game." <laughs> and so I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, maybe not." But yeah, they did a great job. I mean, you know, when you talk about the linebackers, the fits. You know, we you guys had a chance to visit with. Uh, with uh, Chris Richard, and he was talking about run fit, gap control, all that stuff. That's that's how you need to play run defense, and they did a really nice job. I think the tone was set very early in that game with Malik Collins getting up the field the way he did, uh, you know, beating the block of the center and then getting in the backfield and, and making it a minus four on the carry. So it kind of it kind of got everybody going. That, okay, we're here to play run defense today, and that was a that was a big key for them. So, and, so they, and they and they and they didn't make it a priority going forward because they were in three wide receiver basically every snap, every mm-hmm. snap, and, and so if that's the way you want to play. Okay, fine. Yeah. And then that minimized uh, having Adrian Peterson in the game because they went with Thompson. Yeah. Uh, and what was the other w- little Wendell guy? Smallwood. Smallwood. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then they started handing it off to wide receivers, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like okay, fine, go ahead, be cute. Well, and that's uh, I guess that they feel like that's their calling card in, in Jay Gruden's offense is is not to establish the run and you know I I, I don't quite maybe I'm too old school about this but I, I felt like that the Cowboys did a great job you know and you you, you handing the ball 23 times to Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. for 111 yards. That's great football to me, right there. And I like the I way mean, they I mean, finished the game they, with you. That's, and you and the fact that there was a there was a point in that game where they took him out, basically a whole series, yep. and put third quarter and put Pollard in there. And now what do you got? Now you got a fresher Ezekiel Elliott. If you're having to make those runs, if you're having to get those tough yards, if you're having to grind out first downs, he's a fresher player for it. And you know, I, I'm all for them. You know, I understand people the. the the Sky Wars offense and all that, I, I get that. And I, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek with Mickey. But, you know, to me, football is about taking your will and imposing it on the other team, you know, offensively and defensively. And this team, as well as they're throwing the ball here with all these weapons, they're still – the ability to run the football and run it effectively, I think, will pay dividends down the road. They're going to get in some games where it's not going to be a double-digit lead. And they're going to have to grind it out on the end. And Ezekiel doing that, I mean, he's worth every penny to me when it comes to that type of play. If I can get that from him, if I get 111 yards on 23 carries every week, by God, I'm, it's worth every dime that I just spent. You know, yeah. and they ran it successfully without hardly using the fullback. I think Owali played eight plays right. with not doing much too tight end. They were running the ball out of three wide receivers. Yeah. And then they, they, they you know, if you, you want to start overloading, okay, here comes the end of round with Randall Cobb. And, right. oh, don't forget, Dak Prescott can still run the ball too. Yeah. So uh, it's like I surprised the guys this morning when they were talking about, you know, this new Cowboy offense slinging it around. I said, so you're going to be surprised 
that they threw the ball 30 times and ran the ball 34 times. Right. Right? It wasn't like everything was just zipping the ball around. Right. They were being very judicious on what they did. This is very much Cowboys, the team that Mickey covered in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I was on the other end of the field when, when you have so many weapons you have to defend – and then all of a sudden, you now the defense is not as good, I don't think, as the defense that was in the 90s. I think it, it has possibilities to be as good, but it's not right now. But you're talking about how you build a lead and then finish games. And that, that, that's what they've been able to do. They finish, those, they finish these games, especially this last game, running the football, being physical, and then just kind of wearing the Redskins out. And that's what they did. How many times have we seen them do that with Zeke? I mean, it, it, he said it after the game, step on their throat. And running backs coach Gary Brown went to him in the third quarter and said, we need you fresh for the fourth. There's no question. Tony Pollard you know did what? a nice yeah. job. Yeah. And probably yeah. he should have scored a touchdown. Yeah. He, you know, nice well, job he between, wouldn't have because well, okay. yeah, that whole – Enough. That whole stuff, but anyway, they between drove, the tackles, it was a nice run. They was, drove, yeah. they drove the field with Pollard in there. I mean, they, yeah. they went they didn't, almost like they didn't miss a beat. Yeah. And he did a nice job. And, and one of the key drives of the game was the four minute offense, which you're talking about, right. At the end of the first half, right? Where it's a seven seven game. And it is playing, the, and they're getting the ball to start the second half. And they're which getting was the ball even, even better. Yeah. And uh, and that game was playing out to that point the right. way, even if it may have been by accident for the Redskins, it yeah. may not have been their plan, but it was playing out the way you suggested they that was yeah. their best chance of winning the game. Right. And because the Cowboys offense was not clicking early in the game, give credit to the Redskins for sure. for that too. But they all right, so it's a seven seven game and with they get the ball with four and a half minutes left in the half and I'm counting the Zeke runs. It was Zeke plus two. It was incomplete. It was a big third down uh, conversion to Cobb. Zeke plus one. And he's not getting a lot of yards, but right. they're establishing Zeke, okay? Cooper for eight, then Dak had the 42-yard run. Now you got Zeke for nine, Zeke for one. You get Zeke for another one, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're, but you're handing him the ball. Exactly. The and, and they have to respect that. Right, you know? right, right. And right. So I, I just think that was – that, and again, getting the ball and being able to drive the length of the field once again to start the second half. That was a 97-yard drive, though. I mean, not the, before the – the, yeah. the first half. First though, half. That was a 97 yeah, yeah, they get they get punted uh, down to their own end. They have a penalty that takes them all the way back to, I think, the, what, the five-yard line, and mm-hmm. then they have to come off the goal line. And they're just trying to get first downs. But then they, here they are, you know, they just hit some big plays. This, this, this offense is just so hard to deal with, especially if the ball is coming out of the quarterback's hands that fast. You know, that's, that's something that I think you have to, you know, with, with Prescott, he's seeing the field, ball coming out of his hand, receivers getting open. Give Kellen Moore a lot of credit for this, too, and Sanjay Lyle. For the way that they again these combinations of these routes, the way that they're running the curls, the way they're running the slants, the way their play action game gets the ball out of their hands quick, and before the defense has a chance to even react, they they had the Redskins on their heels really, uh, you know that until after the interception. I mean the Redskins were really really real in playing defense yesterday, and, and even on the on the goal line when they scored on that drive, the pass to Witten, yeah. mm-hmm. that was one of the few times they lined up with two tight ends. Uh, and they and they had two guys manning up on uh, Jarwin and Witten, and Jarwin just ran between them. Yeah. The guy on uh, Charles Davis said, "Oh, it was a natural pick." He didn't pick anybody. He just went straight right. between them, and 
Witten cuts on behind, and the linebacker couldn't get out there. Well, and the rookie linebacker Holcomb was was on him. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I'm taking Witten in that matchup. Yeah. As good, as and good he as probably I think never Holcomb seen anything well, yeah, like exactly. that. Before. The ball, the ball was in a perfect that, spot. That's the other yeah. thing yeah, that Dak is doing. Yeah, that ball was right where it needed to be. There was Witten had to make no adjustments other than putting his hands out and, and reliably catching it and then getting in the end zone. I mean, you realize he completed 86 percent of his passes, 18 86. straight at one point. Yeah. Uh, the record yeah. was 20, 21, 21. Whedon. But Whedon's, I think, was over two yeah. games or something. Yeah, Brandon Whedon played three. a few more sure. games than that. I mean, how many throws can you say he's made that he's just missed? You know, Whedon's were five-yard dump-offs, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> Nikki, did you ask Gallup what happened? Did you get a chance to talk to him? Did you ask him what no, happened? No, but I heard what, I heard what uh, Jason Garrett explained it a little bit We're talking about the deep morning. ball that went down the, the left, ball. Side, left side. Yeah, and—, and they they said Norman, Norman played it differently yeah. than normal, right. and Gallup was trying to get to the inside, and Dak saw where Norman was, and he says, oh, i got to throw it to outside. the outside. That's what I thought. And then yeah. Gallup had turned, and he was ready to get this way, and then yeah. he couldn't get around to go that Once way. Once he turned back the other way to his left, that knocked him off balance. I mean, yeah. it, you could, it was a weird coverage that, that would – it was like he was floating, and there was so much space – and I was wondering, I was thinking, well, man, when I watched it, I thought, well, Gallup's supposed to get closer to the sidelines, but he's trying to run. It, 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 he's trying to run at Norman, but Norman is taking this l- big loop, and now it's like, okay, I'm just going to try and beat him. But Prescott threw it to where he thought he probably needed to be. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate, you know, that they uh, that they missed that connection because they they had. They had Gallup open on that one. That could have been a big. That could have been another big play for him. You know, the play. interesting thing on, and I wrote it in my column um, on the Devin Smith fifty-one uh, yarder when they ran the post. Uh, I was I was talking to Kellen Moore, and he said, "Yeah, we had that play in, but we didn't run it. We didn't want to run it early." He goes because. Kerrigan would be fresh. Yeah. We're hoping if we waited, maybe the game mm-hmm. tired him out. And he goes, and we wanted it on the left hash, so Kerrigan had more space to worry about to his outside. Yeah, And, and he has to maybe run further to get to the quarterback. And so it just so happened that was supposed to be Gallup's play. And they gave him a break, and Devin Smith just happened to be in the game. And <laughs> well, he, set it, he set it up nice, though. And I thought he he, yeah. he showed he can run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, too. Mickey, that's a great insight right there because they only rushed three on the play. They rushed three, dropped eight, and, and it was – I'll tell you what, the routes inside pulled both safeties up, and then it, and then nice job at Smith of leaning on mm. Norman to get him outside. And then once he went to the break, Norman had no chance. Norman yeah. used to be able and to Nichols, run, and, and he couldn't run. The safety Yeah, the Nicholson jumped. Well, he jumped the route underneath the cob, and then they jumped another route. Uh, Landon Collins jumped the route. So they ran two inside and then one to the post. And so here you are clearing space. Nice job there by them. To and get both that. safeties were kind of cheating up to start with. They yeah. weren't really deep. But, but that's, you know what? If you want to play single safety high, go ahead and take your chance yeah. because these guys can run. And that's the combination of routes that you're talking about, yeah. too, where yeah. you're able to work off of something else and get deep like that. Yep. All right. We got much more Talking Cowboys still to come on a Victory Monday at the Star. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. 
Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at Formation. This dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the STARS aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium on Sunday as they take on the Miami Dolphins. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. It is a noon kickoff on CBS this week. Wonder if they would they no, they wouldn't send Nance and Romo to Cowboys Dolphins, would they? Why not? Why not? Well, you know, it's the offense is rolling. Uh, well, but I tell you what. CBS doesn't get very many opportunities That's to do exactly a Cowboys why game. I was thinking and that. so yeah. but usually a noon game they don't and I have to look at the schedule to see what else they've got. Do but they have a national game at they, 3? They probably do. I'll have to look at the schedule. But um this is America's team. I mean, yes. you got Tony Romo who's becoming America's analyst. Do it with a chance to do a Cowboys game. I think I'd go ahead and do it, even though they're playing the Dolphins. And you have America's sweethearts too. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. That's correct. Since you were given all these right. American things. Out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about uh, we take a look back at our picks to click from? Oh, by the way, the game. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, let's I'm, go Periscope. No, no. I'm just. Oh, okay. No, I was just you looking up the cruise. I, well, I looked up Ravens are at the Chiefs this week. That's a pretty good matchup right there, yeah, right? That's, that, that's two undefe- probably That's it. two undefeated teams. Lamar Jackson and Mahomes. Yeah. And that's and, a 3 o'clock game? And that's a 3 o'clock that's game. That's probably what No, excuse going. me. That's a noon game. That's oh, a noon game. Okay. Okay, well, they wouldn't do pa- – uh, okay, Packers, because it's a home game for Packers, that's not a – that's a Fox game, right? That would be Fox. If, if Who Packer, are Packers are playing the Broncos. Well, in the past, the road team dictated the networks, yeah. but they don't do that. There's a lot of trade-offs now, and so yeah. it's hard to tell. I got to find uh, find my schedule, and I can. I've got the list. And Rams with the Browns too. By the I'll way, I'll look it up. That's yeah. a, oh, that's a night game. I'm sorry, that's a night. That's a Sunday night game. Oh, so they've got. Okay, that's how the the networks jumped on this Browns bandwagon. Uh, they got, they these, got the yeah. Monday night game, yep. and now they they turn around and they've got a Sunday night, Sunday game, night game after opening the season with a 20 point right. loss that's to Tennessee. Right. Exactly, <laughs> hey, it's exactly. early. So by next Sunday night, they could be zero and three. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> still might get it together. That's why they do it early in the season. That's why those those teams that you know are the hot ones. Yeah, they they want to go. Okay, if let's ride this bandwagon while there's still a bandwagon to ride. The uh, Packer game is on Fox, Brian. Packer game's on Fox? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Okay, and Pittsburgh-San Francisco is a CBS game. Houston and the Chargers is a CBS game. Uh, we're going to go ahead and assign Romo to the Dallas game. There you go. New Orleans-Seattle. Yeah. Mm. That's CBS. That's see, that, that's re- no, see, that ought to be that ought to be a Fox. That's that's the example that I'm. Oh, they trade them yeah. out right now. That's it, they don't. It's not the old school way of doing things it's now. Not the, I it's bet not you, the Madden way. Yeah. I bet you they send. I bet you they send that crew up to Seattle. Yeah, for that game. because they thought that Drew Brees was yep. still playing, and that would have been a three. That's a three twenty-five twenty-five game. game yeah, yep. so that's go. probably the national game right there. Yep. Saints, Seahawks, and Seattle's what two and zero now after going yep. into Pittsburgh and knocking Ben Big Ben out for the season. Although right. they had nothing to do with it, they it twisted just... his elbow. <laughs> yeah. huh? So you were getting ready. All to right, say. they picks to click. Brian Bronis, Tyrone Crawford. Yeah, give him a tip of the cap to uh, Demarcus Lawrence for getting him home on that one. That was a great rush. That was a yeah, real, well, he just took out the yeah. interior of the he line. He took the whole line out. <laughs> Well-executed uh, twist stunt, and you know, Crawford did a nice job of coming tight on the play, playing his inside at that tackle spot. They they got Crawford down inside. Excuse me, they got uh, Lawrence down inside. They got Collins inside, and then they had a really, like I say, it was just a clean run. Uh, off the edge right there. So, yeah, I, I thought that he would have a uh, an opportunity or two in this game. It's nice to see him get that sack uh, off that play. You could argue that was the play of the game, man, because you force a punting situation there. It's a and, turning point in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and then a few plays later, Devin Smith. That yep. ignited the offense right after that. Yep. All right, Rob Phillips, you recall who your pick-to-click was? Connor Williams. It was and, Connor and, Williams, and like Brian said, it wasn't yeah. all bad. But no. was it was it also Dak's interception where the initial pressure came from Deron Payne up up the yes. middle? Yeah, so. he, he he beat, and it was just bad body position and balance by Connor Williams. Not play, he got overextended. He didn't get the help he did now, later in the game. They started helping him a little bit more. Frederick, with Frederick. turned the other yeah, way. Yeah, and Frederick turned the other way to help Martin, which you probably don't ever need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just let let but. Uh, yeah, Williams. It was just, and he, and he, and it was a great job by Prescott to even to even get out of the way and even to have a chance on the play. Uh, if he could have just torqued his body a little bit more, maybe got the ball out uh, outside a little bit more. Uh, Cobb, Cobb was running hard to try and get to a spot. There was a window there, but it was a tough throw, tough catch. And you know, unfortunately, when you throw the ball in the middle of the field and it gets tipped, sometimes it ends up to be an interception. That was just a bad part of it, right there. I also had I had two because I had Jason Witten on you the pregame show. You did. He said, oh, yeah, the, okay. he did say on the pregame show. I remember you saying that. Last I, time Jason Witten had back-to-back touchdowns was 2017 against. The Giants and the Redskins. You said that. Yeah. I knew you again. would love that, Bill. Yeah, yeah that is fun good. Fun fact there I wonder for if you. they played the Dolphins the next week. I know they, they did not play the Dolphins <laughs> they did the next not. week. I'm going to guess they did not. Yeah. No, Tony Romo played the Dolphins. Remember when he came back from the injury? That's when we went to Miami for that trip. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 All right, Mickey, you recall who you had. Uh-huh. You had Zeke. That's right. Way to go out on a limb on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody probably thought he was only going to get 15 carries. I told you he was ready to go. He was ready to go. No doubt about it. There was a steady diet of Zeke in that game. And I had Vander Esch, so I'll take credit for that play that you (laughs) (laughs) cited earlier. How many tackles did he have in the game? Um, 
Team stats, Vanderet. Since you've got my stats, I brought. He had uh, five total. Five, five tackles. Five and they tackles. were the biggest tackles of the game. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Jalen Smith That's led good. the team with eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Jalen had eleven. He had a better game. Byron Jones had eight for the day. So well, they kept picking on him. Okay, so yeah. first so play of the now, game. Okay, in hindsight, who is the offensive and defensive picks to click? I think Zeke would be Zeke on offense. Zeke on offense. Although Dak, you got. I'll go with Dak know. Prescott. But no, but but nobody picked the click. I mean, no, oh, no, no. What I'm saying oh, is, if our, you could just pick anybody now, oh, who were oh, the who were oh, the top? Oh, players? I thought you were saying among our little no, group. No. Come on, he had four incompletions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, you have to. I know we're going to do a top ten list, and I think for the second week in a row, he's the you know clearly the the the, the front runner in that. I don't know how you could say he's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's completed every 82.3% of his passes after two games, and he's second in the NFL behind Lamar Jackson. And then throw in a little 42-yard run for some seasoning. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, he's playing the position as well as about, about as well as you can play it, honestly. Uh, now, defensively, pick to click. Or who you got? Who? In this game. You know – I throw Byron Jones. I, I was going to say Byron Jones. I thought somebody would jump in there and say him, but I'll say Byron Jones. I, I, I respect what Jalen Smith did. You know, I was kind of hoping that Jalen Smith and Vander those guys were going to do this last week against the Giants. But nice job by Jalen playing this week. But Byron Jones, you know, he had no training camp. No, I mean he's basically out there, you know, working on his own by himself. You know, when no one's watching, and he's. You know, he, he came back. You know, him, Britt Brown did a great job. He, he, he looks comfortable the way he's moving. He's driving on the football. He's being physical when he has to. You know, the back shoulder throw I thought was a really good pass on the goal line. It was tough. He just didn't get his head around quick enough. But overall, Byron Jones, to me, you know, you're, you're talking about a guy, like I said, not, not any training camp practice at all. And he's gone out there in week two and, and had eight tackles and was knocking down balls and How stuff like that. How many breakups like. did he have? One. One? His opening play of the game. Yeah, right? I thought he had Terry another, McLaurin yeah, deep. I thought he yeah. had another one over the middle. That young yeah. fella is a tough cover, by the way. Yeah, and uh, in a shoestring tackle too on third down early in the game as well. He's, no, that play he made yeah. on 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 Paul Richardson not to give him it's third and three, and they throw a crossing route, and he gets picked. I mean, literally, he gets picked by the tight end, and he fights through the pick to get over to make the tackle. I mean, him and. Uh, Woods over there together, and uh, Xavier Woods. I, I was that's a that's a good thing. That's you a think really they thing. saw him starting, and they said, "Okay, let's see if he can run." It's a terrible Maybe. game plan. It's a terrible game mm-hmm. plan. If you, well, I, I guess you know because Awuzie didn't do anything. I mean, Awuzie had a very quiet game for him. Mm-hmm. You know, not having to do. I, mean, I he, don't even think they hardly threw that. He way. had one tackle in the in the game. But I think he, you're they, right, Mick. Sorry. Brian. Yeah, no, they did. They they obviously. I mean, I think it's a it's a to me. I can. <laughs> I say it's a bad plan, but I I understand. But I, I just feel like though, to me, the guy that that I didn't feel like played very well, if we want to be honest, is Brown. I didn't think that he. I don't think he played very well. Now, he he made a couple of plays, but he also missed some plays in space that I thought that he normally makes, and that's the that's the you know the problem there. When he's not tackling well, you notice it, and that's and I think it happened to him a couple of different times on on some stuff, but. You know, they, they, you know, him and Lewis and those guys at secondary, you know, I think overall did a pretty good job. 
Okay, it's Monday. Tuesday's a big day for roster maneuverings around the league. Let's take a look ahead when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, I think you only have one day left to go to Get Jack Black and get your pit boss, the anti-perspirant. Perspirant? Yeah, that's it. I knew this was had a Perspirant. chance. Perspirant. Deodorant. <laughs> Two for $26. Go to getjackblack.com. I couldn't find my read fast enough. Yeah. Oh, you didn't read that? No. That was you think you didn't? <laughs> that was from That was from memory. <laughs> Thought he just you don't think that was a clean read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> if, if that was a read, we need to reread. Now, we could have done the. Uh, we tell Douglas, uh, stop, Douglas. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll the the closer razor. We could have done that. Perspirant? No, perspirant. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could talk to Mickey. That's right. <laughs> of course, you could talk to Mickey. Or Mickey could talk to us. All right, around the league, uh, what might happen this week? Uh, let's first address the. Minka Fitzpatrick rumors out there. 
Well, they've, they've admitted that they talked. Am I correct mm-hmm. about that, Mickey? About, I didn't hear it from anybody, but I've seen it. So Stephen Jones? He Steve, spoke in he, generalities on the He was band, on the radio, yeah. Okay. He didn't name names at all. He said, But that, he says know, he talks to a lot of people. We're which, always having conversations. Yeah, which means yeah. that, you know, that, yeah, that they're always going to have conversations. So uh, I was told, though, that there's three teams involved and the Cowboys are not one of them. Okay. So there, there's, a, there's teams willing to give a first round pick. Well, then have at it. So that's what I was told. And uh, as far as, okay, with the Antoine Woods injury, how does that affect things on the defensive line for the Cowboys going forward? That's a nose tackle. Yes. And not Tristan Hill, who is an under tackle. So be interesting to see what happens with... Uh, he may have to be active because if Tyrone Crawford isn't ready to go... Right. And that's the other I don't know that you want Hyder or Joe Jackson playing played under a tackle. lot inside. Yeah, Hyder played under tackle yesterday late in that game when they were rushing the passer. Can Covington play the nose? Covington is the nose. He is the nose. In he addition to... Yeah, so... He is, he is the nose. But he can play three as well. He can play either spot He can play either spot. So you've got... Okay, so you've got Malik, Covington, maybe Crawford, maybe Hyder can mix in there. Right, Hill's going to be active. He's going to be active. Yeah, be active. yeah. yeah. So, he was nearly active this week. He was real close, yeah. and at the last minute, they decided to do, do it the way they did last week. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he practiced a lot better. Yeah. So if Covington's your nose, then who is the next guy in? On the nose? Yep. Well, they don't have one. They don't have one right but, now. So in an if emergency, they, though, I mean, if you if Malik has done Malik it. Malik has done it. Malik has done it. Yeah, so he would past. slide over. And he would. Yeah, he to, would. Which, which would open up a spot for Tristan Hill. Which opens a spot for Tristan Hill, and then you could play Hyder at the three. You could also play Joe Jackson. We haven't seen it, but they mm-hmm. talk about him being able to play the three. Yep. You know, it's interesting. So, we talk about the depth on the defensive line and the versatility, uh, but when you when you really look at it, as far as that one technique, right. You had Woods and Covington, and that was basically it. Right, but so. they were they were also thinking in nickel situations. Nickel, you yeah, nickel. Covington and Crawford sure, inside. Sure. I mean, so. this is the base we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. So. But base, yeah, you really only had one backup at the nose. Yeah. So, so okay. So then the Tyrone Crawford injury situation, and with Robert Quinn coming back now, with with full uniform in hand as he, as he heads back into pads. the facility. Yeah, he did. Yep. It's pads and helmet. Ready so to go. what does this mean for Taco Charlton this week? I said this last week, and I believe it to be true. And again, this is my opinion on this only. But if they, in fact, you know, if he was going to be a healthy scratch this week, they need to move on. And, you know, the roster spot, if it – I don't think they – I shouldn't say this, but I will – if they if they need the spot and they don't feel like releasing anybody else, if they feel like that, you know, hey, the guys we have, we're not going to use Taco. He's not part of our plans. Then they just need to cut bait and move on. I can understand trying to trade him, but teams kind of see the situation right now and they're like, well, what are we going to give him unless somebody doesn't want to fight for him right. on waivers or claim his contract or all that stuff. So. To me, I, I kind of feel like, though, that if, if they are so set on their roster that we do not want to give up Brandon Knight or anybody else that, they, that, that might be the 52nd or 53rd player, then they just need to move on from Taco. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be detrimental to him. It's going to be detrimental to the team. And then, you know, get Robert Quinn in there and, and, and go your route. Because it's interesting. Like, where else are they really deep – 
position wise where you mentioned Brandon Knight he's a you know he's a backup interior line or Redmond they don't want to give up guys I mean they don't want to give up any of their offensive linemen yeah. I don't blame yeah. them I don't blame because those offensive linemen go they they just go they they you know and especially a guy like if Redmond you know I, I was told if Redmond were to get released he he's there's got teams that would be interested in him well that's the guy they were trying to trade yeah yeah probably no one gave him what they thought what he they was want worth. what he's worth right so it's better to have him being active every week and but I I I, I if they if they are not going to use Taco and he, they're not going to practice him like he's going to play. Mickey's right about about Hill. Hill practiced really well last week from what talking to some folks. And Taco doesn't get the opportunities. He doesn't get the opportunities to practice with the uh, uh, beyond the with the with the ones and or he gets opportunities with the twos. So if he's not getting that, you know, before long it's going to turn into okay. Once again, you've got this disgruntled player. You know, should we move on? Yeah, you should move on. Don't don't. Don't wreck what you have in that locker room uh, because a player being disgruntled. And maybe they'll be stubborn about it, but if it was me and you're not going to do anything with him, I would find a way to move on, get Robert Quinn on, and, and give everybody a fresh start that way. So my only reservation is, and I wanted to make sure I had this right, how many sacks do they have after two games? Two. Two. With all this depth. Yeah. Got two sacks, one a game. Yep, it's true. And the pressure hasn't been really good. Now, I understand their worry. Their worry is he doesn't play the run all that well. Mm-hmm. And the other guys do. And the other so guys. that's fine. And there's guys ahead of him so right. far that can play inside. And right. So there's a couple reasons there. So yeah. that had a lot to do with him still not being active. But, again, if you're not getting sacks, well, okay, Quinn, is he going to come back and light it up after missing how many weeks will it be? They feel better Six? about. They I, don't, feel, I don't think they feel like it's going to take him long. They feel I mean, better about Quinn, obviously, than they do Taco. Well, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying you're not going to send him out there for 50 snaps. Somebody else is going to have to play defensive end, especially if Crawford can't go. Well, uh, that's Joe. Well, Joe Jackson. I mean, they've got. Yeah, guys. I know you got guys, but how well? That's the thing. Now, if they think they're all better than Taco, then fine. All right, let's go. But well, I haven't seen it. We've got tomorrow to discuss that. I want to make. Well, why'd you bring it up? Because we. No, let me ask a question real quick. Yeah. Then of this, because I want to finish this. If 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 what you're saying is true, Mickey, then why are the, why are the coaching staff? Why are they not giving Taco? I up? just explained why. Why? Because the other guys were versatile and they don't trust them playing the run. And they don't trust Taco playing the run. Yeah. So they're gonna. He's gonna get more practice time this week. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying the other guys haven't excelled to the point that they're just giving up on him unless he's that bad. Well, they got they, two they, sacks. He had the best preseason he's ever had since he's been here, and they don't play him. And That's all told, you need. To and know. I told you why. That's all you need. To this know. is just getting good, and we're out of time. Exactly. Oh, we're a minute over. We'll yes. resume this on Tuesday. And, and, but I do need to clarify. Cowboys Dolphins is on Fox. Thank you, Stingray. My people at CBS told me it's on CBS. Oh, no. There you go. Man. <laughs> it's on Fox. So there you go. So Romo's not doing that game. Talk at you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?